Well, good afternoon, everyone. It's John DiPietro on AM 1380 and also 99.9 FM. I want to say good afternoon to everybody tuning in, part of our uh, live stream that we have going on Facebook as well. This portion of the John DiPietro Show, folks, is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop in and see them. Why not? They are fully loaded. What a selection they have. And you can uh, shop local. Again, it's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron, and especially right now, you know, you want to do all of your uh, spring planting. This is a a good day to do it. The weather's pretty comfortable. And so instead of being out there and, uh, you know, you're a sweaty mess out there around your property in your garden, you could be nice and comfortable. But first, take a ride. (coughs) Excuse me. To PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. As always, you can mention you are a friend of the show, as we like to say. You should always mention that uh, with the the various tremendous sponsors, folks, excuse me, that we have. But especially they have, look for them on Facebook. They have a great Facebook page. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Tropical plants, hibiscus bushes, mandevillas, annuals, perennials, trees and shrubs, mulch, loam, stone, uh, it's just fantastic. 3688 Quaker Lane, North Kingstown. People drive in from all over Rhode Island, all over Mass, Connecticut. And no shock why, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Now, folks, good afternoon. Again, it is Juan. Right now it's, um, let's see, 1206 on this uh, Thursday. And we have a little bit of a change in plans. I was... <coughs> Initially going to um, attend the Governor McKee press briefing today, the COVID briefing. But I think a lot of the news right now goes outside of the COVID and nothing against Governor McKee. I believe normally now, I think next Tuesday, he'll be having, he does a bi-monthly and that I will attend because then it's more free-flowing, any topics. You know, I'll I'll be honest, between us, I'm a little like many of you. I think uh, Juan is speaking. To, I, I'm a little COVID out. I'm a little COVID out. Um, we get it. You know, I'll play a little sound of Dr. Fauci coming up. But I think the largest story and for different. I have no idea why certain elements of the media are ignoring the story. We're not going to ignore the story. Folks, where many hesitate or they don't see a story, that's when we go into overdrive. And I want to point you, point your attention, I should say, to the website, petro.com where we have the latest now new news on the arson, arson investigation that is underway. Um, and again, I want, to, I want to be very clear about something. And check it out. There's new information there that no one else has. And, you know, folks, and I, I recognize many times, not everyone, there are many members of the media that I, rep- that I um, respect. But just keep in mind, and I want you to understand, for instance, when I was there at 7 o'clock yesterday morning, did anyone tell me to go? Was I assigned to go? Was I told? You know, no. Many times, not all the time, many times, the media people that go and cover these things, they go because they're told to, right? Channel 12 or 10, they tell fill-in-the-blank reporter Here's where you're going. And then they may say, oh, I I thought I was supposed to go and film 
you know, some seniors getting their vaccine. No, we changed our mind. You're going to go. They just go where they're told to go. And I think a lot of times that's reflected in their reporting. And by the way, DePetro.com, which is sponsored by Gilmore Furniture. And I have some explosive info coming up on the website. Yesterday was a big day on the website. Huge views. Remember, it's sponsored by Gilmore Furniture, 1590 Post Road in Warwick. Warwick is right now the center of the universe. Right off of Route 37. Stop in and see Steve at Gilmore Furniture. There's a direct link. But everyday low prices on furniture at Gilmore Furniture pull right up to the front door, one mile north of TF Green Airport. Folks, I just want to um, stop for a moment because the new information we're getting is, uh, and this is all confirmed, that there is an arson investigation underway. There were people seen this morning investigating outside of, and I want to remind people, this is not just a lawyer. This is the most powerful person in the state. And I also want to be very clear that at this point, this early on, that it's an open investigation. You have to look at motive. Uh, I said yesterday and different people I'm talking to, I talked to someone yesterday in law enforcement and they said, I don't think so. And blah, blah, blah. He called me this morning and said, you were right. Somebody set this fire. So now it becomes motive. So we do have some new information. And the new information we have, and we're the only ones to have this information posted. And that is that the last person that left the office, left the office at 8.30 at night. And that fire, there's a report of a witness who heard an explosion around 9.30 Tuesday night. So we're starting to get. A situation that someone <clears throat> was, and again, I, I can't stress this enough. Um, what is the definition of news? You know, I, I, I didn't hear it firsthand. I didn't, but I did get on good authority that yesterday that another radio show was discussing something involving Speaker Sakachi and never mentioned the fire, which I, I find impossible. If, if we reach a point where people's businesses are burning down, that was a three-alarm fire. Three-alarm fire. And, and that's not news. We're in a very dangerous situation. That's news. <clears throat> so you have, and I have someone that follows this very closely. At some point, the call went out shortly after 930 and the media mistakenly reported as a two-alarm fire. That was a three-alarm fire. So someone, the last person to leave the office was 8.30. <clears throat> at that time, the speaker was still at the Rhode Island State House in session. Sometimes he stops by his office on his way home. Sometimes he doesn't. But whoever it was, <clears throat> they had basically, they wanted to make sure there was no one around. Wanted to make sure maybe someone didn't forget something. If you look at the video I shot, I spoke with a member of law enforcement today that said that wasn't a fire. If you look at the back of the building, of which now they put up a fence, I was the only one there yesterday morning. And then later, a television station said, oh, I guess we'll film it from the back instead of just filming smoke in the front. As this person in law enforcement said to me, that that, that, that looks like a bomb went off. <clears throat> I mean, you just don't. 
the back of the building, and again, if you go to the website, the back of the building is decimated. So we're to believe that someone left the office at 8.30 Tuesday night. The most powerful person in Rhode Island is House Speaker Joe Sakachi, who, by the way, I, I like him. I respect him. I have no reason not to like him. I've been in his company. Um, he is, you know, he's running right now. You think of all the corruption under Matt Biello. There's nothing like that, not even close. So far, I mean, he has run a very good administration. So, you know, they certainly have their hands full with Governor McKee. But so sometime between 830 and 930, once it's dark, something went off. But let, let's just let's just step back for a moment and say, no, you know, first of all, the person that left isn't a smoker. So you're not talking about smoking. Um, never mind. So someone left a cigarette going. Everything is non-flammable now, right? Rugs are non-flammable. You wouldn't see the damage you've seen. And again, if you go to dipetro.com, you can see the video. That looks like a bomb went off. I mean, the back of the building is decimated. <coughs> the roof collapsed. Let's just say someone said, well, maybe an electrical shortage. There's sprinklers. There's a smoke detector. Would, 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 how would something catch fire like that? No, there had to have been... Um, something ignited that fire. So now you have to go to motive. So who would have an interest? A lot of times someone trying to send a message. There are several pieces of legislation where I am telling you there's millions at stake. Now, again, I want to be very clear. I'm not going to point fingers. However, I don't believe a bolt of lightning came down. I don't think it was a meteor. I don't think someone had the wrong building. I don't think it was some disgruntled client of someone else there. I know it's frightening, but someone or persons set that. I mean, I am telling you, they set the fire. I said it yesterday. I'm talking to different people. Yesterday, as I was talking to people that weren't sure, now they're coming along. What also has stood out, as I brought out, and it was Channel 12 that first reported it, was the state fire marshal who now won't return my phone calls. Why did he say yesterday morning, oh, I don't think we'll ever be able to determine what happened. Really? That's a really interesting. Can you imagine if there was a murder and the police arrived on the scene and as they start to investigate, they said, I don't think we're ever going to be able to determine who murdered this person. Who, Who does that? Right? Why would someone say that? Why would the state fire marshal, Tim McLaughlin, why would he from the outset say, I I don't think we're ever going to be able to determine who did it? (laughs) What happened to we're going to overturn every rock? Whatever happened to whoever did this, we're going to find them and hold them accountable. We're going to. Well, there is an investigation underway. And I find that I find that very strange. And I also found strange this Kate Walsh, I think her name of Channel 12, that immediately started to clap back on, you know, when I said, gee, why would the state fire marshal be right away announcing he doesn't think he'll ever be able to figure out who did it? Why would he do that? And she immediately clapped back and said, don't jump to conclusions. Excuse me. You're the one reporting it. I'm repeating your words. I repeated your words. And then your response is, don't jump to conclusions. 
If anyone's jumping to conclusions, I would think it's the state fire marshal that says, even though we haven't investigated, I don't think we're ever going to be able to solve this. So basically, case closed and let's move on. Not so fast. All right. You have a lot of people that want to find out what the hell happened here. So, and if you have folks, again, I want to, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Remember, we're going till two o'clock. There's a big development with that. There's also, there's several developments that Governor McKee is involved with. You know, the, these, this COVID stuff, Fauci's now saying, you know, it is okay if you're not vaccinated, if you are vaccinated to go outside without a mask. You know, I, I saw a woman yesterday running, had the mask on. I don't say anything. If people want to do that, they're going to do it. I, I think it's ridiculous. At this point, they're not even around anyone. The masks have become the blue state people. The masks have become the people, you know, that say I'm a it's their way to say a Biden supporter. As that woman said, I don't want to be mistaken for a Trump supporter. (sighs) Someone's asking me, is the FBI involved in the investigation? Um, I'm not prepared. I'm, I'm trying to get that confirmed. But I can tell you that when the most powerful person in Rhode Island, basically someone set off a bomb in his law office, let, let's just say some people are taking a look at that. Uh, that's not the, the norm, so to speak. You know, when you think about it, fire is, it's just so, it's, um, it's frightening. You know, it's terrifying actually is what it is. And, and obviously, you know, when you see the video, like really see the video of station nightclub fire, that's, that's sheer terror. Or if you woke up in the middle of the night and your house was on fire, that's, that is sheer terror. It's hot, it's loud, it's building. I mean, that is really a form during this day and age where all we keep hearing about is white privilege and white supremacy and these Trump supporters and, you know, handguns and and danger. Fire. I mean, it's so primitive, right? The caveman that discovered it, whoever the hell they discovered it in the cave, rubbing a stick and suddenly had fire. But it is so terrifying when you talk to people, as I've interviewed, who were trapped in a fire. And it's deadly and it's coming at you in the smoke and it's spreading. It is it is such a form of terrorism. It absolutely is. And so for the speaker to be outside his building watching it burn and the smoke and the flames could be seen for, you know, pretty far away. I mean, that's that's I am not that is terrifying. I've talked to people who have been in a building when a building was on fire. It's it's very scary and people panic and it's loud and and the whole thing. So there's a lot to it. There is. Um, I feel terrible for Speaker Sakachi, but something needs to be done. Something needs to be done. Um, the rest of the media can ignore it. Right. What? Afraid to kick the tires here. Afraid to try to figure out. I guess we're supposed to just accept, you know, it, it might have been a bolt of lightning. Maybe it was a cloud. Maybe someone came down from uh, another planet and, uh, and, and set the, I mean, there's that guy on TikTok, something Banks comedy, where he does the character Derek, who says, were you looking at that? The father and the guy, does, oh, no, 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 someone broke into my room. And then they were looking at it. And then they went to school and then they, 
they flunked my test and da 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 and and the whole thing. I mean, that's that's really what it's becoming. You know, this is kind of like the long lines of the O.J. Simpson thing of, um, you know, his alibi was going to be that that Nicole Simpson's friend, you know, she was involved with drugs. That could have been like a Colombian thing where they decided to kill two people. Uh, we have someone we're going to talk about about the fire in just a moment, folks. And, and I was speaking with an arson investigator earlier. I'm going to talk about that coming up and we're going to have more on it. Uh, but there are new developments with it. And, and th- we have entered into a different stage. And this is where people are going to have to be vocal. I mean, do we, do we really want to be in a situation where we, we know last summer. But, folks, here's the thing. Mob, right? The threats of the mob, we've seen it worked. It worked last summer with Black Lives Matter and Tifa. What did we learn last summer? If you don't like a statue, you tear it down. If you don't like the way things are going, you riot and loot. And burn cities down, and there's violence and protests, and then you get your way. And they were demanding, we demand President Trump out of office, or we're going to burn down the entire state. You know, I had the big interview with uh, the, the the protesters, even recently, were walking around Providence saying, and if we don't get a burn it down, something, there's some chant. I don't remember off the top of my head. But they have a chant about burn it down. It's always a threat. So there's someone trying to influence Speaker Sakachi in some way. I don't know who. It would have to be someone that knows his office, knows the area maybe a little bit, and is trying to intimidate him in some way. I'm not sure. I would imagine it's someone with very expensive uh, legislation sitting on his desk or potentially. But thought we're going to send him a message. We're going to burn his office down. See if he understands now that we're not fooling around. <clears throat> this portion of the program is brought to you by J. Perry Paving. They provide high-quality, fear-pricing, exceptional service. Let me ask you a question on this Thursday. Do you need maybe a patio or a driveway? J. Perry Paving. Call them today, 732-1730. 732-1730. J, letter J, J. Perry Paving, 732-1730. Look for them on Facebook. Hey, learn about the benefits of asphalt paving, whether it's a new paving project or a cracked driveway. It's J. Perry Paving. All right, I want to get um, Freddie on the line. He is uh, Fred's in Warwick, and... Um, he knows this stuff. He's been following it. He was tweeting out. He's always on the scanner with it. So uh, is that you, Fred? Hello. Hi there, Freddie. All right. Now, Fred, uh, take me through the other night. Without nailing down the time, uh, you and I have already uncovered several things about this Speaker Sakachi law firm fire. And one of the things, Fred, is the media was reporting that this was a two-alarm fire. Absolutely not. It was a three-alarm fire. Okay, first, I just want to throw a little disclosure out there quickly. Go ahead. I am not a city worker. I am not, I don't belong to no firefighter association. Understood. I'm not a firefighter. Yep. No police officers. I'm not a city worker. Yep. I'm a stock trader. Okay. I've been in stocks since 1990. Do I play the game of politics? Years ago, Yes. They all know me, yep. and, and if they need me, I'm there. If I like them, if not, get out of my way. I'll run over you. I'm just like Zarella, and that's all it is to it. But that was a three-alarm fire, and what I saw, and it was really, I saw 
not from any of the media stations. It was from your Facebook page. Yep. I'm saying, this kid is crazy because I kept hearing, oh, it's cold, though. It's cold, though. I said, but there's no fence. Where's the fence? That's I said, right. this guy's going to be doing this really early in the morning. Yes. And that's what a good news reporter is supposed to do. Thank follow you. Follow up the next day. Yes. And there was one police officer there on detail. Yep. Okay? And you were there, right? You're going all the way around. That whole back section is just down on the ground. Now, Joey Sakachi's office, and I know Joey's for a long time, nicest person you could do. He'll give you his share off the back if he could. Great developer lawyer. He brought in so many businesses just got into the city of work statewide. I mean statewide. I mean, it's just, it's just amazing what happened. But I heard the call come in. Okay, and I live in a pretty good, reasonable size home, 5,000 square feet. But I missed the location. I think I threw it out there on Twitter, 930, 945, something in that area. But I put down, missed location. By the time they they threw it in, cold red, it was like in the tennis. When they said, pull a second alarm, I looked... I was voting, and I kept tweeting. Then I started going because you got to keep up with this stuff. You got to really keep it up and throw it out there, throw it out there. So I don't do it like other people do it. I just worry about my city and right. my city only. Right. That's it. Yep. And you know, it's then I heard the second alarm, and I heard Angel Ladder Three was backing into position. I said, "So they're going to be an aerial." Then I heard. A firefighter got injured inside the building, and they were evacuating. So they were pulling people out, and the next thing I know, they were pulling ladder one aerial defense. Then they're saying, well, maybe 10.30ish or something, the roof is starting to collapse. Yeah. And then the next thing, you know, it was going pretty good. You're only staying in a fire for so long. Because, you know, you do, you do get exhausted. You're carrying about 60 to 70 pounds of weight on you. And then, you know, okay, so now we're into the fire maybe 45 minutes, almost an hour. Car one, I'm on the scene. Excuse me? You mean the chief of the fire department is on the scene an hour later? How's going on here? Then I'm hearing the police department, you know, dispatching different cars because they had to run up water up on Route 2. And I believe somewhere Trader Joe was thrown in there, if I'm not mistaken, because they had to bring water through their way also. But what I saw from your Facebook page was the best video of them all. Thank you, Freddie. They took pictures, they, they took pictures of, a, of a liar shooting water out. Right. Uh, big deal. You saw the destruction. Freddie, doesn't Fred that Fred, that looks like a bomb went off in the back of that building. Let me tell you, when I heard what that fire you know, what they said, oh, we may never know what happened. I'm saying to myself, what? Now remember, this legislation that we're talking about was made when the president of the Christian Fire Department was created as the head lobbyist 
for the state house. Do you remember that, John, when he got into a fight with one of the firefighters in one of the fire stations that he worked at? Oh, yeah. Okay. That legislation was created back then. And there was some swear words and there was some punches and there was a big investigation. Yep. And this and that. And then he retired. And then he went to the state house. If anybody knew how to play the game, he knew how to play the game. But then now, the towns and cities and leagues, and you know, that's like an insurance policy. Every town, every city pulls a chunk of money in. They got it in case they get in trouble. They can borrow from it. Because it's killing just not us. It's killing all of us. It's killing Wesley. Look what happened in your town, East Greenwich. Yep. They changed the whole friggin' town council around. Right. But, but uh, Fred, talk again. Talk a little bit about Speaker Sakachi. This is serious. He's the new oh, yeah. speaker. Uh, come on. There's no way. Now, Fred, you follow the scanners, the Warwick Fire Department. Couple things. A three-alarm fire, and out of nowhere. You're not talking about, you know, uh, a warehouse or somewhere, you know, where there could be combustible chemicals and a mill or something where, you know, there's a lot of things that could accelerate something like that. Of all the things that would start, basically, this is just an office. So you have, what, copy machines? Even if it was an electrical problem, you would not. When's the last time there was a three-alarm fire off just, you know, someone, whatever, an electrical fire of some kind? Fred, there's no way that thing went from, like, zero to 90 in about 10 minutes. I've been in this office many a time. She has nothing that would ever have anything in that magnitude go up that fast. I mean, um, you know, it's just he's there, his brother, his sister, there's other little businesses in that office and everything. And it's just, it's just amazing the amount of destruction that it just went that fast. And uh, the only thing I could say is something just is not right. Now, I haven't heard anything how, you know, Speaker Sakachi looks. I talked to him a couple of times. I asked how he feels. I said, Joe, do you feel like you're in danger of your life right now? No, I said, because you have the right to request. Go right to the colonel and just say that you want protection 24-7 and they got to give it to you. You know, if you feel it, I mean, you know, I said, but, you know, he was always, he always worked with the firefighters. But it's just something is, something's just not right. Mm. And when I heard from Ken Block yesterday, and let me tell you something, you know, nine minutes for a rescue. Now, I don't know if it's during the daytime or night. I heard something like that. You know, our rescues are pretty good. But, you know, there are a couple that are a little slow. But let me tell you something. A lot of the rescues are running slower ever since they put that. You know, when you catch a heart attack and they pass the law, you got to keep the patient at the house for 30 minutes before you have to transport them. Remember that, John? Yes. Yes. That's what ties up the rescues. Yep. We have five rescues in this city. By 9 o'clock in the morning, they're all tied up, all busy, all gone, 
we got to look for rescues in different little towns. Mm. And it's just not us. It's all the way around. Again, back to the topic of Joey Sakachi's law firm. I am not no expert. I am not no firefighter. But let me tell you something. To me, what I saw through your video, it looked like a bomb was in that friggin' office. Nope. And my personal friend, Joey Sakachi, would have ever got hurt. They would have answered to me and a lot of other people. Because let me tell you something. That man helped out not just the city of Warwick that brought in the electrical cars on Route 2, okay? And a lot of other companies, well, a lot of other mayors, also Johnston, North Providence, Providence, Westerly. I can go on and on and on and on. This meeting started with Senator Powell. Remember Senator Powell? Of course. But let me get back to what time, again, folks, Fred uh, lives in Warwick. What what time did the chief get there on Tuesday night? I heard he, he arrived on the scene 45 minutes after the call went out. 45 minutes. And, Fred, as someone that monitors the city, how common is it for a three-alarm fire? A three-alarm fire. And and if you don't mind, I'm going to, and I, I'm assuming you know, but explain and give examples of, you know, when you hear they go out, a fire, what makes it a second alarm, what makes it a third alarm, just your basic understanding. Because, I mean, we all know four alarm fire, five alarm fire, something major of that sort. But you don't, unless I'm wrong, that a three alarm fire is, is not common. That's, that's something that really stands out. In the city of Warwick, a three-alarm fire is a pretty serious fire. Uh, when you turn on a, a, a four-alarm fire, you're sending out three engines. You're sending out a ladder. You're sending out a rescue, a chief, special hazards. Once they go in there, first engine's in, they'll go right into the building where an inch and a half line. They'll evaluate and everything. But if they see fire, you know, going, and they you know they got to like 20 minutes to a half hour, They'll strike a second alarm just for manpower. See, it's the manpower. It's not just the equipment. Because you have to, you know, 20 minutes working a fire. It's pretty hot in there. You know what I'm saying? So they'll hit a second alarm. But when you hear, I mean, the call came out. The flames were shooting through the roof. You could see them on Route 2. And it was a house. That's how it came out. It was a house. Yep. And see, that, it looks like a house, that building. Yes. But it wasn't a house. It's an office building. And remember, you know, it's 30 years old, so now they're going to say, well, you know, the wood is dry and everything. But, you know, it's something like that. Hmm. I've never seen anything like that. No. Warwick, other than, well, we had a little girl that was burnt to death on Oakland Beach Avenue in the house. Well, they tried three times to get her out, and they couldn't get her out. Okay? Well, and it was my daughter's girlfriend. At that time, and she was only five, and my daughter's 32, and she's still going to a psychiatrist. Oh, jeez. You know but, what I mean? But, Fred, and also, here's the thing that I just want to point out. And again, folks, Freddie uh, is in Warwick. He was tweeting about the response. Um, there weren't, you know, there weren't several uh, fires that night. You, um, you know, a lot of times as you follow it, a lot of times whoever's on the scene is able to get it under control and put it out. But if I'm following this, Fred, a three alarm, that's basically 
You tell me, but almost every available apparatus was at that fire on Tuesday night in the city, right? Uh, very close. Yeah. Uh, I was pretty concerned that, you know, why our dispatchers didn't even ask for any backflow. Right. Backflow means bringing in extra engine companies from Cranston, Providence, East Coast to fill some of the fire stations. You know, and uh, like, you know, it just didn't, the whole scene didn't seem right. Yep. You know, and that's my opinion. And yeah. I said before, I am not an expert in fire monitoring. I understand, but I just said some of the monitors it, and not to put you on the spot, but today's Thursday, that fire was Tuesday night, offhand. Do you remember the last three alarm fire in the city of Warwick? Um, no, I can't remember a three alarm fire. Wow, um, think of that, Fred. The last three alarm fire we had was was one on Jefferson Boulevard. But I could not be right. It could it could be a home. I can't remember, to be honest with you. I, I say one thing. But, it's, God, but it's that significant. Companies, they got all our engine companies just work. Yeah. Doing that fire. Because let me tell you something. But it's that significant. All our engine companies, let me tell you something. You got engine companies that are on the front line. That means they're the first ones to go. They're 20 years old. Yeah. Thank God Jimmy Landry gave us some free money of right. million bucks. Now, Fred, we need a rescue. Freddie, what, what about the fire marshal arrives on the scene, the state fire marshal, whose name is uh, Tim McLaughlin, arrives on the scene and says, I don't think we're ever going to be able to figure out the cause of the fire. I just shook my head when I heard that on the news. I, I've never heard that. I got. I spoke with a firefighter yesterday. He said he's never heard of something like that. Never. Yeah. Police can't believe it. He arrives on the scene and announces they're not going to be able to ever figure out the cause. What Whatever happened to an investigation? Whatever happened to we're going to overturn every rock? This is the most powerful person in the state. Uh, I've heard already that the you know law enforcement, high level law enforcement, are laughing at that. You know what? What is this? You arrive on the scene and announce you're never going to be able to figure out the cause. I, 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 I be a firefighter from some city or some town, most likely some city. You don't get a position like that working in Gloucester. No, no. Very odd. Very odd. I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. But I think he came from the city of work, but I'm not sure. No, he's from Johnston. But, Fred, let me ask you this. Yeah. Let me ask you this. As someone that monitors her, and I won't keep you. I want to wrap up with it. But as someone that monitors it. What are most of the calls when you're monitoring the city of Warwick? What are most of the fire calls? I'm talking about fire now, not, you know, somebody fell and they're going to assist. I recognize there's ODs. There's various things. Someone's having chest, you know, breathing problems. But what are the fire calls? Because as someone, when I monitor statewide, most of the time it is someone left the stove on. A fire started in the kitchen. Um, things of that nature. Somebody in their garage who was trying to do something. But I'm just curious, what, what are some of the, the normal calls that you hear during the course of a week? I would say the most no, normal call is just what you said. I should say routine. Uh, routine. Fire, okay. Uh, you know, smoke coming from a, a roof, uh, a garage fire. Um, 
you you do hear some nasty stuff out there, and you do you know we're telling the people to evacuate the house, you know. But I'll be honest with you. I'd rather see all the engine companies stay in the fire stations than out of the fire stations. Well, that, you don't know. Aside you know, from that. Like you said, like you said, if you get caught up in a fire, and you're, you, you'll never be the same person. No, no, it's and terrifying. I, I, talk, I talk to the, I'm, I'm very concerned about my friend, Joey Sakaji. Well. Okay. Because he may not be saying it, but he may be thinking it, and he's trying to keep it inside of himself. Hmm. Someone trying to take me out. Is that a message that someone's trying to take me I, out? I don't know. But that, I am telling you right now, as I said yesterday, and I, again, I'm getting this from other people, that, that fire was set. That was not an accident. Nothing goes up that fast. It no, just doesn't. Just, There's no I, way. And I want to congratulate you. Oh, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. No, not, not about this well, but, I'm talking about what you received last year. Okay. About that. Yes. What I'm saying All is, right. that video that you took. Yes. If that has to be brought, that has, that's the best evidence that someone can use. Okay. It's what? the video that you took. I not understand. the video that these, these, <laughs> All right. All right. We're going to leave it at that. Fred, good job. Good to talk to you. Keep up the good work. Go monitor that scanner. All right, folks. There he is, our friend Freddie in Warwick. Very good. Protect uh, Speaker Sakachi. I'm a little behind. Uh, it's 12.42. Listen, he's very knowledgeable. I like people that monitor exactly what's going on. Good afternoon, everybody. In case you're just tuning in, either on Facebook Live, we have our live stream going, or on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Uh, we, we are getting more details, but I'm telling you, the rest of the media can... I, I can't believe like these people that say, I'd like to think that someone didn't say... Come on. I mean, I, I, and again, I want to be very clear. I don't know who did this. Uh, when you have a major crime, there's two factors they look at, and I'm not Columbo, but it's motive and opportunity, motive and opportunity. Who has a motive? Who's trying to send a message? There was no one there. They weren't trying to harm someone. If they were trying to harm something, they would have done it during the day, maybe when they were inside or something like that. I'm not saying they were trying to harm someone. I received a ridiculous thing this morning. Do you think he's trying to get insurance? If you think that, that, that no, he had nothing to do with it. He's the speaker. He's focused on a lot of things. This is the first time, his first full session as speaker. <clears throat> He's dealing with a lot. And then suddenly, boom, the thing goes up. But it's very odd that the last person to leave the office was at 8.30 at night. And then within an hour, boom. And again, if you look at the footage... I, I mean, I, I received a call. I talked to a state trooper this morning and said they, they are aghast that because he said that that looks like a bomb went off in the back of that building. And there is an eyewitness who is who is saying that uh, that she. He heard an explosion at nine thirty on Tuesday night and then a car speeding off from there or vehicle. It could have been a truck. I was trying to say, are you sure? No, it could have been. Well, like, don't say car if it may have been a truck. Or don't say truck if it may have been a car. Stick with vehicle. So, all right, folks, this portion of the program. Now, I also want to remind you that if you're ever in an accident, you need to pick up the phone. You need a fighter. And I am inviting you to call a real fighter, Jack Calvino, personal injury law, 50 years personal experience, 100 years total combined staff, 
Jack Levino, if you were in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, domestic abuse, dog bite, fight back, call Jack. 401-785-9400. 401-785-9400. Fight back. Call Jack or online at fightbackcalljack.com. I'm talking about you getting what you're entitled to. I'm talking about you need a fighter. I wish you didn't. I wish they would just say this is what's fair, but they don't operate that way. Call Jack Calvino today, 401-785-9400. Now, I'm mentioning the website, depetro.com, and don't forget, depetro.com, which is sponsored by the Cohesion Inn. Stop it and see them. Great meals waiting for you. Since 1977, I had a great meal just the other day at the Cohesion Inn. You can call for takeout, 828-4726, open daily from noon to 10 o'clock, full menu available, plus takeout. I'll see you. Jim has a great staff there. What a great spot at the Cuisine Inn, a Rhode Island tradition since 1977. Folks, again, I, I want to be very clear about this, like crystal clear. Um, I don't know who uh, was involved with this. So we're trying to deal with what we know. You just heard someone that said, I don't remember the last time there was a three alarm fire. You just have to step back. Things just don't like catch on fire. You know, when was the last time? Now, a month ago on a Saturday, there was a very bad fire in Providence. It was an apartment building. I think one of the people on the top, I don't remember exactly what happened, what was the cause, but that was a bad fire. And I think they were on the top unit. It wasn't like a major complex, but heavy smoke. And once the roof caught on fire, again, I don't remember all the particulars, but, you know, that was a pretty, that was a very significant fire in Providence, um, that it seemed like it started with one of the tenants and something with the roof. Um, But it's just a three alarm fire. It just doesn't happen. Most of the time when I'm monitoring other people, when you monitor, and I did speak with a firefighter um, last night who was saying most of the time it is late afternoon and there's someone who They have an accident in the kitchen. There are some people that put something on the stove and then they take the dog for a walk. They take a shower, whatever. Last night, there was a one-year-old walking uh, on the street. One years old, walking on the streets of Providence behind uh, the hospitals. One years old, wandered out. And the mother, oh, he must have wandered away at like 10 o'clock at night. One year old, literally, walking down the street. Thank God someone was there. But the firefighter that I talked to said most of the time, or you have people who they're trying to do something in their garage. Um, you have some of these people that that uh, grow cannabis sometimes, and they have fires. As far as, because I guess the, the lights or the lamps or things like that. You do have things in factories sometimes where there's any type of welding. That was another thing he said. A lot of times garage fires, somebody's doing something with their car, they're welding something. Sparks fly, things can take off, um, all, all sorts of things. But said most of the time, by the time they get there, they can control it. Now, this is a firefighter in a different town, said uh, three alarm, law firm. That seemed unusual. You know, sometimes people go out for the night, they leave the, forget they leave the stove on. There are people who have electrical problems. That can happen. It can. Uh, there's no history of that. If you notice, most of the time, fires are, you know, how many times you put on breaking news, a fire in Fall River? It's like an old triple-decker. 
fire in Central Falls, fire in Providence, fire in Pawtucket. You get a lot of that because they are old structures. You don't get a lot. You certainly don't get three alarms. That, and that thing went up like that. And if you look at that video, somebody blew out the back of that building. I mean, the roof collapsed really quickly. I want to remind people that everything in that building is non-flammable. The paint, the carpeting, the furniture, everything is non-flammable. So how is that thing burning like that? Something happened. I don't know. So, folks, again, this portion of the John DePietro Show. Well, it's brought to you by, you want to make sure that your home is as clean as possible. It's Bethel Softwash. Text Jared today, 401-617-2585. 401-617-2585. Bethel Certified Softwash. You know, the website is RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com. RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com. Bethel Certified Softwash. Biodegradable, plant safe, uh, he is just terrific. And, and the before and after photos are tremendous. Look for them on Facebook. It's Bethel Certified Softwash. Uh, text Jared today. Free estimate. 617-2585. 617-2585 for Bethel Certified Softwash. And the website is RhodeIslandSoftwashing.com. So that is, um, it's major. And I want to be very clear. I don't know. We don't know. Someone had a motive. This would certainly seem someone is sending a message to the most powerful person in the state. I don't see how you could look at it any other way. So you have to look at who has something with Speaker Sakachi. Who has something? Um, things just don't, you know, some of the things that people are saying is just like foolishness. Now, also, by the way, um, Next time, I'm going to be playing some of the sound. I can't believe Dr. Fauci is now saying, you know, on second thought, it's okay to just wear a mask outside. Well, he's saying that, and Dr. Fauci is now also saying, by the way, he's not convinced children need to get the vaccine. The children need the vaccine. As you have these people that are saying, well, kids can't go back to school. Kids can't go back to school. I had someone telling me until every person is vaccinated, every child, you cannot have people back in school. That That is just absolutely boneheaded and wrong. That is someone that for whatever reason, they don't want kids to go back in school. But I also want to draw attention to the fact, and I want to commend the Rhode Island Republican Party. It has pointed out different towns. They're, according to the census now, There are more registered voters than population in certain parts of Rhode Island. And Secretary of State Nellie Gorbia attended a press briefing. And what are they trying to do? We have to open everything up. And same-day registration and unnotarized mail ballots. And people should start voting two months ahead of time. And blah, blah, blah. Rhode Island... As many of you know, and again, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on this Thursday. Rhode Island has what is considered the worst voter rolls in the country, and that's on Gorbia. Now, I was tweeting at her a little bit this morning. It is on the money. It is absolutely on the money. Um, She has single-handedly 
There's no legitimacy to our elections. And the media is trying to hype on, well, maybe it was the Board of Elections and blah, blah, blah. Why is she, why is the Secretary of State, who's supposed to be nonpartisan, why is she striking out of the Republican Party? Why is she hiding the voter roll information? Some, several things. You have ballot harvesting. I know a lot of people don't understand what it, what it is, but it goes on. You have unsecured drop boxes to avoid mail fraud. You have, she hides the voting list that you can't see. Birth dates. You just get the year that someone is born. You don't get their birthday. So you can't tell that if there's 10 people, name, you know, Nellie Gorbia, 10 names, all born in 1960, but they don't have the birth date. So is it the same person registered in different towns or are they different people? All born at that time. You can't tell. It's by design. She does this by design because if she put all the information, there are computer programs that could go through and remove a lot of that stuff. And they don't do that. Here's something else that no one is telling you. And this is a fact. No one is turned away who wants to register to vote. I repeat, no one is turned away. You know what Nellie Gobia will say? Well, it says right here. If you check the box, whether you're a legal citizen, it's through penalty of perjury. And the real answer is no one has ever been prosecuted for that in the past 30 years. Zero. Has no teeth. They know it. Why is it that no one is turned away? Why? Illegals are voting. Illegals have voter ID cards. They do. They have their address. They registered over 40,000 of them for the census. How confident is Nellie Gorbia in her scheme, her voting list scheme? How confident is she? She turned down Governor Dan McKee, who wanted her to be his lieutenant governor. She was first choice with one prerogative, one, you know, caveat, excuse me. But you can't run for governor against me. How confident is Nellie Gobia in her scheme? She turned it down and said, well, I'm running for governor. Why? Because she has what she thinks is the voting list to make herself governor. Criminal. Absolutely criminal. Now, I encourage the Rhode Island Republican Party to, to engage her in this. Uh, we need a full discussion on voting. You know what else I've noticed, folks, by the way? And that is, and this is a Twitter thing, and I recognize it's a Twitter thing. But if what they consider a red state does something, they don't want to do it. You know, they talk about polarized politics. If Florida does something, what do you think the Twitter mob says? Well, Rhode Island shouldn't do it because we're a blue state. They're a red state. If Tennessee tightens up their voting restrictions, what do you think the Rhode Island crowd says? We don't want to be involved with that because that's a red state. Red state, Florida, Texas, Tennessee, they say take off the masks. What do you think they say around here? Everybody continue to wear the mask. And, they, and they're claiming that, that Trump has a cult. Oh, excuse me. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Kogi. It's Kogs, R.E. Coogan and Heating. The guy is the greatest. Call him, 732-6562. Now, let me ask you a question on this Thursday. Do you have a plumbing, do you need plumbing, a plumber or heating or cooling? R.E. Coogan and Heating, let us into your home don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today at 
6562. 732 6562. R.E. Coogan Heating. Online at com. Also, look for them on Facebook. How about Central Air for your home or business? R.E. Coogan and Heating. 732-6562-732-6562 for R.E. Coogan and Heating. Let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Folks, I can't, again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. And remember, we're going to, we go to 1 o'clock on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. There's some other important stories uh, that I'm going to touch on. As a result of that, if anything major comes out of the Governor McKee press briefing, I will bring it to you. But I think the arson investigation that's taking place right now into the office of uh, law office of Speaker Joe Sakachi, who that I am telling you that that somebody set off a bomb. That was not even a fire. There's an eyewitness that heard an explosion. And if you look at the back of the building was blown out, absolutely blown out. So we're going to have an update on that. And then also, um, plus, the, there, there is real, Governor McKee is involved with some different wars. I'm going to tell you about that as well. Hey, folks, I also want to ask you a question. On this Thursday, uh, I'm just wondering if you need a handyman. I have a great handyman for you. Call Jamie at 837-4545. You can link right through at the website, which is depetro.com. Deck staining, handyman service, uh, J. Freitas Construction. Interior painting, and hey, it's always handy to have a handyman. 837-4545. Sometimes you need a good handyman. I highly recommend them. Fully licensed and insured, commercial, residential. It's got a great truck. Um, J. Freitas Construction, 837-4545 and deck staining. And again, you can find him a link right through at the website, which is dipetro.com. Folks, it's John DePetro on this Thursday. Now, coming up, we're going to break for the 1 o'clock news. The, gorse, the gas shortage supposedly is going to end, but not before. Prices are going up. There's another screw-up by Biden. Uh, the Middle East is breaking into full-scale war. And then closer to home. You have mayor lords that wants to completely leverage the city of Providence. And how about now we're learning the pipeline paid a $5 million ransom. Nice job, Raimundo, uh, by Commerce Secretary Raimundo. Folks, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to break, get an update in the 1 o'clock news. We have another full hour to go right here, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Now, if you're on Facebook Live, next hour is radio only. You can listen at the website. Just click listen live or on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. It's WNRI, one socket.